0: Welcome everyone to Curtain Jerks right here on the Comedy Podcast Network. I'm Scott Narver and I'm Steve Sears. Oh gosh, this the are this is crazy. We're not recording on a Tuesday like we normally do. Uh-uh, this is the heat of August. This is the run up to SummerSlam. Yeah. i got to call it the run off to SummerSlam. But that's <laughs> going to be Monday, right? The trickle down the leg of the SummerSlam. That's right. That's mo- that is Monday. Yeah. This is the uh this is the stiff pants uh, can't can't uh, walk up to the chalkboard lead up to SummerSlam. That's right, the highly charged, uh, erotic entrance to SummerSlam. Yeah, and it's like it's it is the Viagra pill of the four-hour SummerSlam. Yeah, look, guys, you need to be energized. The blood needs to be flowing for a pay-per-view like this. It is going to be long, but it's going to be solid hopefully yeah hopefully. there will be a huge release at some point during the show many predicted it'll be kevin owens and cesaro and then you gotta eat a sandwich get some pizza have some soda watch a little bit of letterman mm-hmm. fall asleep wake back up yeah go go uh, youtube letterman mm-hmm. you know or bust out that old vhs tape you have The best of Letterman clips. Ugh, nothing to get your engine running more, huh? And then right back into the fold and get you some Randy Orton versus Seamus. Oh boy, do the whole card like this. No. (laughs) I've been on so many fucking wrestling podcasts where all this and all this, oh, so I think this guy's going to win for this reason. Scott, we're not like other podcasts. No. No, we're comedians making jokes and making money living in Los Angeles. Yes. Bringing you everything that's funny in wrestling every week because God knows everybody talks about it far too seriously, and we sometimes do, but then we'll bring up a dick and then all will be silly again. Uh, Scott, speaking of mirth and wrestling, so what are your predictions for SummerSlam and what's an in-depth analysis you'd have for all the matches at SummerSlam? Well, you can go to AfterBuzzTV.com and listen to three (laughs) podcasts where I have to do that. Three podcasts this week where they wanted my predictions of shit that ain't real. Well, then let's make an extremely extended intricate metaphor of a dick joke then. I feel like we'd <laughs> owe it to you, Scott, to keep that going. Oh man, who it's it's fun to do every so often. No, sorry, I did four predictions. I didn't oh, have another wow. one today. I but one was in character though. So one, uh if you go to youtube.com slash on your mark show. Uh, there will be a new predictions video for SummerSlam featuring Marky e. Extreme and Skeeter Skyflyer, uh, and I it, we had fun. Good, good. I get chopped in the chest, if nothing else, so you want to see that. Oh, well, it's because you've been prepping for it. You did that two weeks ago. You prepped yourself with some chops. Mm-hmm. That's right. So, my chest is nice and collapsed, ladies. Uh, So, just keeping in theme with our normal sort of episode, did you see the new Mission Impossible movie? I did. God, I liked it. Did you like it? Rogue Nation? Yeah uh rank them rank your mission impossibles from best to uh least best uh jeez, it's easy for me Uh, i'd go ghost protocol mission impossible one mission impossible rogue nation uh mission impossible three and then mission impossible two okay we vary a little bit yeah we we totally agree on our tops and bottoms yeah ghost protocol is the best Uh, yeah it's the best it doesn't have to be your favorite ladies and gentlemen it's the best but it's the best one two bag of shit yeah not look it very well like shot well the fact that they shot it they shot it yeah i haven't seen it i've only seen it once in the theater and i was a movie snob back then like just the really elitist like oh this is the worst like how people go now like oh john cena's gonna win it all Ugh. This is the worst. I'm that's you. Yeah, that's you in Mission Impossible 2 in the theater. I saw it twice in the theater. Really? Yeah. I think Why? it was in high school. A girl? Uh, maybe the second time it was with a girl. First time I was like, this is going to be awesome. Second time they are like, let's see Mission Impossible 2. And I was like, okay. I would have seen it twice for a girl. Like a girl can get me to smoke and drink when I don't do those things. But it would be like, do you want to see Mission Impossible 2? Like, <gasps> okay, girl. Uh, I what was it? I remember feeling it was so ridiculous. Like a female could also make me cheer for Chuck Palumbo. Like isn't he just so cool? <laughs> Absolutely, Palumbo, Palumbo. <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh my goodness, Scott. <laughs> yeah, that's the worst. Um, but what so what was? Uh, but now I'm curious. What where's three for you? Where's Mission Impossible three? Uh, it, I go Ghost Protocol, then I go number three, then I go uh rogue nation then i go number one and then number two really Mm -hmm. (laughs) then you go number two yeah then i go number two rather than watch number two ah you could set up the mirrors it's okay um (laughs) i'm not on a cruise ship anymore i can't do that anymore. now do you put mission impossible one fourth because it's not good or it's outdated what is what's your it's not that exciting anymore i watched it and I really dug it because it's Brian De Palma, I think the best director out of all of them. What? And Over Brad Bird? Oh, yeah. And it's A-Day, Brian Over De Palma. J-J-Abrams? It's J-Abrams. J-J- <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, and I love Christopher McQuarrie. I think he's great. But for what was it, it, it was, it? Christopher McQuarrie did Way of the Gun. He wrote uh, The Usual Suspects, and he wrote and directed Rogue Nation. Oh, what do you mean? But Mission Possible One is sort of a really weird beast because Robert Town was one of the screenwriters on it. Robert Townsend of Meteor Men. No, Robert Town wrote Chinatown, which oh. is widely considered one of the greatest screenplays ever written. Oh, okay. And I Brian De Palma that. did Scarface, uh, Blowout. He did um, Carlito's Way. He did Untouchables. Paths. Of, uh, yeah, and Untouchables. Yeah, all of his movies have super weird music in them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, number one, Doug Benson, a famous comedian, kind of spoiled Mission Impossible in my mind. Where he made the first one like, oh yeah, that is silly. Oh, it's definitely silly. It's 96 for sure. No, but he said, well, if you don't want to hear this part, if you love Mission Impossible so much and you're listening to a wrestling podcast going, ooh no, it's sacred. Don't ruin this for me. I'm really looking forward to SummerSlam, guys. <laughs> Go a minute and a half ahead. Um, I... I'd why say, doesn't he just wear the mask all the time yeah because it's not it's no fucking fun why why be why be themselves why not just wear a mask at every single moment yeah but why does james bond not wear a mask all the time he keeps saying his fucking name yeah he's i'm that's why i'm not a bond guy i'm, I'm an a bond indiana guy. jones guy i'm a bond guy yeah i mean but indiana jones he never has to go undercover unless he's a nazi uh no he goes into the the castle as a Nazi scientist? No, it's a Scotsman. No, he's looking for tapestries because he's a Scotsman turned trader. You're right, he's a Scotsman. <laughs> yeah, he's a Scotsman. <laughs> yeah. The ones I'm in, he's like, I'm gonna pull some shit. I'm gonna, I'm gonna swerve this butler, and this is gonna really impress Elsa because I'll do characters she, like us. She loves We're it. We're a couple of characters. She loves it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ilsa, incredibly stunningly beautiful. Yeah. One movie? Was it just one movie? I think so. I don't. She, she was a uh, like a, a cover girl or Maybelline uh She was model. like 23 in that movie. Never saw her again, but I just remember falling in love with her as a child, being like, that is the most beautiful woman on the planet. Yeah. And then you learn you can't trust women. Well, no, you can't trust women that beautiful. Yeah. That's what it felt like, because it was like, oh. Indy, I can reach it. Yeah. Ilsa, give me your hand. <laughs> yeah. Uh, hold on. Let me take this glove off first. Oops. Dead In- Indiana, <laughs> Dad, Dad, I could reach it. <laughs> oh, that was like the worst one-two punch as a kid. It was like he can fucking reach it. Yeah, he's he actually even, can. He's even closer than her, and there's less ground. Oh man, that yeah. movie was so is so good. Mm-hmm. Like I, we've Mission I Bustle... watch two Indiana Jones movies instead of watching SummerSlam You could, and I might now. Really? You're going to sit out of SummerSlam and watch which two Indiana Jones movies would be better than four hours of SummerSlam? Temple of Doom and Last Crusade. You're not a Raiders guy? A, a Rangers guy? You're not a Rangers guy? <laughs> <laughs> no. I know I lived in Texas for a long time, but Texas Rangers? No, thanks. Oh, how do you feel about Raiders then? I like it, but I just haven't seen, I've seen Raiders a lot lately. Yeah. You know what? You always, you struck me as the first Temple of Doom guy. Like Temple of Doom was my favorite because that was the one I'd seen the most. It is my favorite. Yeah, but you were the first person. You were the first person I met who was also like, "Yeah, dude, Temple of Doom." Yeah, I, was weird... that the movie uh, that we were talking about when we first met? You were talking about Temple of Doom, and I turned around. Maybe I want to say it was something obscure that someone. Had, it was a conversation like, "Have you seen this movie?" yeah, oh, I've not seen it. And then you're like, yeah, I've seen that. And Temple of Doom doesn't seem strange enough. Like, it's that's something I that don't know. Temp- everybody should have seen. But it was like, there was this time sort of growing up when I was like, Empire Strikes Back is such a downer. And then suddenly mm-hmm. Kevin Smith was like, Empire Strikes Back is the best. And everyone was like, Empire Strikes Back, blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Temple of Doom, I, that was the one I watched the most growing up. Yeah, that's the best one. Yeah, it's good. It is the best one. It's so Steven Spielberg going through a divorce. That's why it's so fucking dark. Is that what that is? Yeah. Oh. Like, Temple of Doom. Oh, is that why this show's so great? What, this show? Because I'm constantly not with someone and it constantly turns hits up. Guys, when I'm with somebody in the show, it's terrible. Yeah, Scott's in a constant flux of divorce. Yeah, that's what Lehman, uh, who's been on the show, Lehman Parker, and we do Bro Squad 5 with, he has told me, he says, you're a lot funnier when you're miserable. Yeah, I can see that. <laughs> What's really funny, like, I think you're funnier, but it's you're harder to be around. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I could see that. But I think that's why I love you, because I know it's like, yeah, this is the Scott baseline, is when he's like, a little bit, like, so everything he says is just a little bit cutting, and you're like, wait a minute, was that... <laughs> why are you coming at me, man? Did I do something Shit. wrong? <laughs> I'm hanging around you, asshole. <laughs> I stuck around you, fuck. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's that's what I am. Hey, I love you. Fuck I'm, you! <laughs> I'm glad you're here. Find me somebody! So, uh, take this hug. Take you're, don't, of me. You're not stabbing Arrgh. me, but you certainly are pushing that steak knife into me. That's elbows. <laughs> Those are elbows. All right. That's, that's that's what we call the intro. That's Mission Impossible. That's all that. Did you guys watch Mission Impossible? It's quite good. It's a yeah, good time. It's a good time. Take a lady. She'll grip your hand real tight because there's some intense moments. It's the Hitchcock one. That's what it felt like. It felt like an old school sort of Hitchcock. sort North of, by Northwest? Yeah. There was something all about right. it. It was really nice. Yeah, that's a good flick. Uh, Oh, and two dropkicks in the movie. Yeah, that's right. He He does more wrestling maneuvers. Yeah, he does two dropkicks. And then I remember he did a dropkick in Mission Impossible 2, which was my favorite part of the movie, was him dropkicking somebody. One of the best mainstream movies that you can see that doesn't have wrestling but has a lot of wrestling moves in it, uh, The World's End. Yeah. There's a whole fight scene in the bathroom with uh, Nick... Uh uh fuck, what is his Frost. name? Frost. Nick Frost, yes, the heavier set guy. If you know Shauna the Dead, which most people know very well, um, it's he's the heavier set guy. He does so many wrestling moves in that movie, and it's awesome because he's the big guy that you go, he can't be that athletic. It's like a Kevin Owens, and you're like, Holy shit, he can do all that stuff. It's rad. If you've never seen The World's End, you get some good wrestling moves in there. Hey, that's a good movie. It's a great movie. Yeah. Um, all right. SummerSlam. We're you know what? Steve, this is very reminiscent of what happened this past week on Raw. Triple H went out there with Stephanie McMahon in a 3-hour Raw and just hyped SummerSlam. Here we are, our hype and mission impossible in the world's end. I don't even feel like we need to talk about SummerSlam because Triple H just did that. He went through the entire card. He just was selling everything to these people are like, "Yeah, we're going to we're going to watch this. We know and we're going to watch." Look, I Honestly, I think they're worried about the network. I think they're worried about their uh, complete transition from a non pay per view schedule to some sort of new quasi pay per view network schedule. But they busted a million. They they they, they broke that number finally. You still got to hype it. You still got to get the hype in there. It's your go home show. But that go home. That's video there's a the show. That's Michael Cole's job. It's not the authority. The evil authority. Look, job. just because it's Michael Cole's job doesn't mean he's going to get it done. that is the that is a very very true sentiment. Mm, it's time to say hello, hey guys. Triple H, John he's here. Thanks, thanks for having me. The the COO of WWE, one half of the Authority, the Cerebral Assassin Triple H is here in studio. Thanks for being here. Thanks. You can also call me Sir Summerslam. <laughs> Sir Summerslam. Yeah, a lot of us were talking on Raw about uh. The card for SummerSlam, and I just thought, you know, I just kind of thought that maybe I could uh, talk on the show a little bit, uh, talk about SummerSlam for you guys, let you know some of the exciting matches we got, you know, coming up on SummerSlam this Sunday. I don't, I, I mean, I think everybody knows what's happening this Sunday. I mean, All right, I mean uh, you may know about SummerSlam, but did you know that Brock Lesnar's going one-on-one with the... Undertaker. Yeah, I I think everybody is aware of that. And nobody really likes what you're calling this match either. It's a very odd way of phrasing well, it. Well, maybe it'll be weird if I say it. But why don't you say it like the Joe Public will? Oh, you want me to say it like how you've been saying it this whole time? Are you sure you don't want to say it? I'm pretty sure. I, the, when I say it, it's got its own certain je ne sais quoi. But I think when you say it, it's a little bit more USA, you know? Oh, how about we say it at the same Same time. time. Yeah, I'm sure the listeners would love that. Alright, one, two, two three. three. The, the match, match that has... <laughs> Alright, right, One, two, three. The, the match... match that... <laughs> the, the match, match that's too so big, big for, for WrestleMania. WrestleMania. Well, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> you think so? What's what match is bigger than WrestleMania? Oh, you said it's this one. You said it's that's Brooklyn? how Bret Hart gets the title stripped away from a Survivor Series. Nothing's bigger than WrestleMania. Nothing's big in the wrestling. That, well, hey, this is your pitch, man. This is what you. That's said. That's like saying this turd's too big for this toilet. If you love turds and toilets. Uh, I have a fondness for toilets because they take turds away. Yeah, well, they so gratefully my... accept them. But the match that's too big for WrestleMania—what was I thinking? I don't know. You know, I, I'm pretty sure what I was thinking was that the match was too big for uh, WrestleMania. But I mean, SummerSlam not in Los Angeles? Come on! That hey, you know what? Thanks for coming out to Los Angeles. To be on the show when everybody's in New York right now. Everybody's doing all this PR stuff, everybody's being there? Look, I got one shitty red eye. You know I have a shitty red eye in my future, you know? You don't have, you're not taking the jet? Yeah, that's my red eye. Oh, okay. Yeah. Why is it shitty? Because it's really a long flight. Oh, alright, well it's I jet. mean, just because it's a private jet doesn't mean it's not like an F-18 or something like that. What's on the jet? Oh, we got, like, glasses and cigarette holders, and you got leather seats, and maybe, like, a cot if you want to lay down, and there's, like, a carpet, like, shag carpet, and, like, you can take your shoes off and walk around on the carpet. Yeah, you can walk around on the carpet if you wanted to. Do you have stewardesses or is it like NXT wrestlers on there? Oh, we got so, a lot right. of guys in developmental, serving us drinks and pretzels and, you know, making like sushi and sashimi. And really? So, yeah. Who makes that stuff? Well, Jushin Thunder Liger is going to be at the Brooklyn NXT show. So. Right. Oh, so he's, that's why he's got to earn his stripes. No, yeah, it's, I mean, it's a pretty crass racist generalization that he's going to know how to make sushi. But, you know, it's Jushin Thunder Liger. He's a pretty talented performer. Of all things that has been said on the show, that's not really crass. Well, I mean, I didn't say I was going to be eating it off of his naked body. I mean, Are you? He's going to be wearing his mask. <laughs> Are you gonna be eating sushi off of Justin Thunder? He's Locker gonna site? be wearing it. He's gonna be wearing his mask. Oh, okay. So if you wear a mask, you're not naked. No, come on. That's why we're wearing masks right now, right? <laughs> Will his dick be out? It's this hot. <laughs> All right. Well, I guess uh, th- that's not being naked. I don't know. Look, I, can I just cute. talk about Summerslam a little bit more? Sure. I mean, everybody likes NXT. I'm responsible for NXT. NXT is really popular now, but everybody knows Summerslam is one hour longer than WrestleMania. Yes everybody knows that now well no wrestlemania was four hours as well what <laughs> like, why how do you not know these things i was busy in the ring beating up sting oh well all right well but yes that was four hours did busy. you see my friends your your friends x Pac was there scott hall was there oh sean michael showed up uh wait a second wait who are all your friends Oh, you know, like Shawn Michaels, Xbox, Scott Hall, Hulk Hogan, wait, no, Kevin Nash. No, not all of them were your friends. Like some of them, uh, the Billy DX- Gunn, the Road Dogs. Yeah, the DX guys were your friends. Oh, now- everybody's my friends except Sting. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Are you are you publicly admitting right now that Hulk Hogan is your friend? Yeah. The Hulk. Oh, 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 that was very. That was tricky. You said it first. You no, me, me first? and Hulk Hogan are business associates. And really? that business arrangement has been since terminated. Oh, terminated. Yes, just like Miles Dyson in the immortal Terminator 2 film. That's right, the black guy in Terminator. Oh! oh, oh, oh That's a generalization oh, right there. You take it easy. Yeah, That was pretty close. That was pretty close. Can I talk about SummerSlam? i really like to talk about SummerSlam. I don't think you need to. I think it's out there. Look, a lot of people know about SummerSlam, but they don't know about SummerSlam's concessions. You're right. We don't know about SummerSlam. We're tarping off some seats that we didn't get a chance to sell. Some other concessions are we're going to have to split up more lines to get into the arena instead of the normal six to get in the different entrances. And then arena is obviously the... SummerSlam Slam Arena. Well, no, it's not that. It, I mean, it's an established arena that's in New York. Oh, uh, it's where the Brooklyn Nets play. Yeah, that's right. So it's the... Barclays Center. Ah, yeah. Ah. <laughs> you did know. You did know. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. This my dick onto the table. <laughs> Don't put your dick on the table. Uh, let me roll that back up. We're going to roll this back up. Okay, so you, they have great concessions at, at the show. All right, that's... Great. Uh yeah, look, and then there's also gonna be some good food. Okay, great. Uh, that's so people know about Brock Lesnar and and the Undertaker, and there's gonna be great food. But it sounds like it's already been sold out. So I don't think there's any need to hype this anymore. People are fully aware of the show. Fair enough. Sounds like you made your point. <laughs> okay. All right. Well. Will you please put your dick off the table? Will you get it off of there? Oh, yeah, and I put it on the secondary table underneath this table. I didn't think you could see that, but apparently somebody's got to put their books somewhere, Scott. Our top table is glass, so we can see that. All right, fine. I'll Windex the bottom because I fogged up the glass. I I fogged up the glass. You seem upset like there's one more thing you have to get off your chest. Well, you know know what, Scott? There's one more thing. Okay. There's just one more thing i got to tell everybody about SummerSlam. All right. right. It's available on the network for $9.99. People know this. Do they? Do they? Yes, they do. They love it. All right. I'm just a lowly wrestler who's turned into a corporate figure at the biggest wrestling company in the world. What do I know? What do I know? How are your daughters? Lovely. There's nothing that's changed my life more than that being a parent. What are their names? What? What are their names? You know. <laughs> I don't. That's why I'm asking. I'd like to be, next time I see you, I'd like to be able well, to say. Well, there's the baby face. <laughs> uh-huh. And then there's the heel. Right. And we alternate depending on who's pooping. Right. Yeah. And that's all? No. Yeah, all... Look, I'm a simple wrestler who's working in a corporate world. You have three daughters. <laughs> yeah, it's the referee. <laughs> okay. All right. Thank you, Triple H. Thank you for stopping by. Well, thanks, kind of Scott. It's okay. always a pleasure. All right. I don't know why he does that. There's no point in getting the word out. Everybody knows. I don't know why it seems like you ambush him with just such common knowledge that he should know. I don't know why he just gets so flustered. I don't know everything. So sometimes I want to know directly from him. Like, if I look it up on the internet and then I spew it back to him, that can be weird, right? If you just, like, hey, your daughter's names are this, this, and this. Well, that's weird. That's bad interviewing. Yeah. You know what's good interviewing is ambushing him with things that are personal details that he's not prepared to answer. Right. Yeah, like China... uh, ambushing him at uh, Roddy Piper's funeral. Well, that's hearsay. Is it? Yeah. She was there. Right, she was I there. I heard it, From therefore X-Pac? I saw it in my brain. So you, you read what Xbox said, and then mm-hmm. other people went, yeah, that's not what happened. Look, Xbox to me is where I get all my wrestling news. <laughs> is it is you go to the X, to P, the A, the Z? Uh, N-E-W-S? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, I remember him saying that, and then um china made a video about it and then others that were there that were witnesses and said it's not really what happened they talked for like 20 seconds she apologized hugged him and then walked away so oh was xbox not invited to roddy piper's funeral i don't know everybody's busy i'm always surprised when someone (laughs) can go busy people are taking road gigs and you think that when they're (laughs) touring and like i need this 135 bucks from tupelo mississippi that they go and then like i gotta cancel this and go to a funeral Hey look, sometimes the Tupelo gig takes precedence. I don't know. Maybe it's I don't know. I didn't follow the whole story. I just know that everybody then afterwards went like, that's not what happened. <laughs> Alright. China, come on the show. <laughs> just come on the show. Okay, China, just come on the show. Didn't we have her on the show once? Did we? Uh I think that was a long time ago. It was a long time ago. Did we ago. get rid of those episodes yet? <laughs> I think they're I think they they're buried? hard to find. They, I think they're hard to find. Good. Yeah. Good. Um, this is something we can finally talk about that I think we hinted at it a little bit last week. Oh god, are you ready to talk about this? Yeah. Okay. What are you ready to talk about? I don't know. Lucha Underground. Of course, man. Lucha finale. The season finale <laughs> that we were at months ago. We couldn't talk about it. We signed NDAs and we couldn't say anything and I know stuff was spoiled on the internet, but Ultima Lucha. Yeah, Ultima Lucha Part two. The two-hour special. We didn't see part one live. That was the the taping before us. But we went there. Uh, I was on Wrestling Padres Slamcast hosting um, last week or two weeks ago and talked to the producer. It was Warzeka and I. We talked to the producer of the show and talking about all the plans of season two and everything. But we went there and we saw the Mil finale. Muerte and Prince Puma. Mm-hmm. It was a hell of a match. Uh, yeah, yeah. That that was for the title. And the title changed hands. If you haven't seen Lucha Underground, they're putting a lot more of their stuff on YouTube. They're trying to get it on Netflix. There's a whole uh, movement of ne- uh, hashtag Netflix needs Lucha. Uh, I think Netflix is the perfect place to binge watch Lucha because you're only mm-hmm. getting twenty like hour long episodes, but they go by fast. They've got it's something like thirty. It's 30 yeah, it's 40 like thirty episodes. There's a lot for season one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I I think it'd be great, too. I'd like to be able to buy it digitally. I'd like to just also support, because I don't, I don't know how Netflix pays out. It always seems weird how they do that stuff. But I know if they were to have a seasonal wrestling program on a Netflix, there'd be so many more eyes that could watch that show. And that'd be great for them. You know what? Honestly, Lucha Underground should just go online on YouTube and just have their own channel and advertise there. Yeah, they're on El Rey Network right now. Like, they post some matches in full. I, they should just do full episodes. And just put it out there, yeah, yeah. Be the first, to, so not other people can pirate it and put it out there. Yeah, I mean, just make it available, and, and then stuff. they'll do their ad revenue through YouTube. Yeah, I mean, they've got a lot of options. It's a rad show, and it was a fucking rad finale. We got to see a lot of stuff. Vampiro came back and was Pentagon oh, Junior's uh, master. That was such a sick match. Oh my god, yeah. And it was he showed up like this weird, creepy antichrist. It was so cool. Oh, you thought he was anti- I thought it was the Pope, or the anti Pope. Oh, the anti-pop because it was black and purple. Yeah, yeah, but it was cool. Like it's it's gnarly and hardcore, and they beat the shit out of each other. They just really go to town. What I love is that Vampiro looks like Vic Mackey from the Shield. <laughs> <laughs> he does. He does look like him. Um, uh, other highlights, of course, were uh, that John. Oh, I was going to call him Johnny. John Morrison, Johnny Mundo, there versus Alberto del Rio, Alberto de Patron. Patron. That match was so great. And they clipped it some, which is a shame. Because the beginning of that match, uh, Morrison just runs from him. Oh, seven, like, six or seven minutes of just heel, not wrestling. Like that Tennessee style, but a guy that can do parkour just running away from him. Yeah, like running full, speed, full speed runaway is so funny. And when Patron's trying to chase him and get him, he can't. Like as much as he would actually want to, he's like, we're going to start the match right now. He can't catch him. Yeah. Mundo's way too fast. That match was so good. I like, it is so weird knowing somebody and watching them wrestle. And like the live times I've got to see John wrestle every time I'm blown away. I'm like, God, he is what a human specimen. Yeah. We got to talk to him about that match while shooting the movie. Dave made a maze and he's like, Oh yeah, thanks. And it was cool. Like he felt really proud of that match as he should. Cause it was for a, for a WrestleMania type show um it was the opener and it sets the tone absolutely and i think it did a great job this was also this would have been there was it was three nights of ultima lucha or two two so for us it was the opener but it was the middle well it was the the second show the mid event right but they didn't show it all at once like it's a three hour extravaganza but one was one show and then this was the two hour finale so the beginning of the two hour finale was this match You know, I wish that they did it... They should do that in one night. They should show it as a two-hour thing. Like, you tape it over two nights or whatever, Mm -hmm. but you show it as a two-hour event. I think, especially as sort of... I'm sure they have their limitations, but there's something about your finale that has to be, you know, pay-per-view sized. But they did. That's what I'm saying. It's like, they had the... It was like a kickoff show of sorts of the other stuff, and then the two hour finale. And then they had this kick ass thing at the end of all of it of like where the characters go. So, wait, but Ultima Lucha was like it was broadcast as two hours, yeah. Oh, okay, I did not know that. There's I... a part one mm-hmm. that was the other show we didn't see, and that was one hour. And then the two hour one was all the, the mega matches, okay. So, like the other one was like the undercard, if you will, but these were the mega feuds. And then at the end of everything, they have this segment. They have, they have all these like video game ending montages of characters going off, going somewhere. and the question mark that we saw on the billboard, yeah, they sh- shot that. like it was a thing, and when we walked out, we're like, the fuck is that? It's uh, Puma puts the question mark on there and then everybody's going, "Oh, the question mark, that's Rey Mysterio." So he's calling oh, for Ray. Oh, wow. It's like the bat signal. Yeah. That's awesome. So that, I know you haven't seen that yet, but like find the tail end of the whole show and watch the, like the two minute ending montage. For a show like that, where Zecha was going crazy about it in, in the interview with uh, with the producer and just going, that is such a cool idea. And it is, it's, the show again. If you haven't seen it, it's unlike any wrestling show. It feels like a comic book. Mm-hmm. It feels like pulp and like grindhouse and everything you said, but it has the sort of feeling of like a comic book movie, and it's the perfect time for it. Yeah, just a different option as a fan to watch something else cool. But yeah, it's out there now, and they're really they're saying season two will happen. They don't know if it'll be in Los Angeles. They want it to be in Los Angeles but in Fontana, <laughs> but they're open to other places. Um, and it's all about getting enough money to produce a season two. I hope they don't have to crowdsource it, but I feel like someone just they do. They got it more out. money. Yeah, pop it. Like, it's just so great. Pop There's, it and lock it. Pop it and lock it, guys. Yeah, do it up. Do you have SummerSlam pants? Plants? Pants? I've got summer SummerSlam pants. I do have SummerSlam pants. We have SummerSlam cups, but do you have SummerSlam pants? No. Uh, I'm going to be watching it with longtime not listener of the show, Mickey Gallier. Mickey, damn you. <laughs> um, Mickey is sort of our resident old school wrestler guy. Very mm-hmm. critical of wrestling without watching it. Normally, he's got, he, I think he does have very good instincts when it comes to criticizing wrestling he doesn't watch. Yes. I'll, 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 I'll read the, the rundown, and it's like, oh, yeah, that came off terrible. Yeah, he, he reminds me as like a. I mean, he's a film director, so when he reads breakdowns of wrestling, he's like, I'm not impressed. (laughs) Like, he can't, like, I don't care if they delivered. it. (laughs) The story doesn't make sense. The rating at the end of this was three and a half stars. I understand it was one man's interpretation, but that man represents all men. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Mickey's finicky. But we all have those friends. So you think you and Mickey are gonna do it? Yeah, we're gonna get some pizza. and We're gonna watch it the in Hollywood on the projector. Oh. And uh, I'm excited. I don't. Th- I haven't watched. Pizza? Yeah, I haven't watched a new pay per view with him in a while, so I think it's gonna be a lot of fun. Okay. No Thai food. No nothing. Um, Something more eccentric. I. He said we could get Thai food. I. I said pizza because I haven't had pizza and watched a pay per view in a while. It felt like the right move. Where are you getting pizza from for your? Uh... I'm gonna pick it up from the Lancashire Village. Uh, Village. <laughs> I'm going to the Lancashire Vagina Plaza. And I'm going to be picking up all the fish cakes. Feta and Greek olive. Oh, boy. Um, I'm going to be going to the only village pizzeria that still exists in Los Angeles. Oh, man. The other one. I'm going to go to Lancashire, pick up the pizza, and then take it to Hollywood. Mm Mm-hmm. <laughs> Cause the Hollywood one doesn't don't know exist no more. Hollywood one don't go brand no more. Yeah, that big dong gone. <laughs> it is. Uh, so I just need to get back to the main road. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> we're all closed up today. Uh, you just totally told me how to get pizza. Close the roads. Uh, what? I, I'm on this one. Oh. <laughs> um. Yeah, pizza and pay per view. I'm looking forward to it. Mm-hmm. And then also, uh, my wife got me a present uh, just out of the blue. She got me betrayal at house out of on nowhere? the hill. Yeah, out of nowhere. She got me a. She bet- got you an R K. Did your wife R K O. You? No, 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 not out of nowhere. Oh, but did she get you. She got me betrayal at house on the hill. Oh, the 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 tabletop game. The tabletop horror game. Yeah, that game's cool. It's really. cool. Can you cool. describe that game well? I can't. So it is similar to a tabletop game, as Settlers of Catan or the Dunwich Ho- or the Dunwich Horror, where everyone sort of gets to pick a character. Dumb bitch horror. Done which whore? Dumb bitch whore. Uh, I think you're saying it wrong. It's a it's a variation of the Scarlet Letter. Yeah. Hey, you want to play dumb bitch whore? It's a it's a it's a mediation on <laughs> on misogyny. <laughs> oh man, who didn't love yeah. that? Only uh, only play, for boys. You play as Vince McMahon and you force Trish Stratus to bark like a dog. Yeah, that's that's one card you can pull. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a game where you go to a mansion. In the game, and you have tile sets that are different locations in the mansion, and you randomly pull them, and you build the house in the first stage of the game randomly, and it's great and then when a certain number of artifact cards are pulled, you then are go into the next phase of the game, yeah, which the whatever three artifacts are pulled, you then in whatever room you pull them in. You get a one, whoever pulls them gets one playbook, and they go into the other room and read their specific chapter, and everybody who remains reads from their playbook. Yeah, you get these cool scenarios. And whoever leaves the room becomes the traitor, trying to kill the rest of the players. So together you built your entire landscape, mm-hmm. and then you, as sort your of... haunted house in this Your haunted house, and you're all sort of playing unified until one person sort of draws that extra card... But and, it, you could be split in twos. You could be split depending on the group that, the size of the group you're in. It could be three against one. It could be, you know, who knows what. It all changes. Yeah, and so your parameters are, as the bad guy, are to kill everyone with mm-hmm. different tools or different types of monsters that you're in control. And then the survivors have to find artifacts to banish you or whatever. The first time we played, I think the three of us was awesome because then you started it w- every there was no bad guy yeah we started on the lowest floor of the house and we started turning the plague like the location cards over yeah and the game was like the scenario was escape the void so uh, just yeah. by turning the tiles over it became terrifying the because house is eating itself the house is eating itself and we all had to get up to the attic it was so cool WWE needs a game like this. It needs a game where uh, you can play as wrestlers. You start off as NXT guys. Yeah, you start off as NXT guys. And, and then you're, all, you're all like friends, and you're all like, hey, we're doing it, it's all fine. And then you get the you get a Someone championship. Someone pulls a heel card, yeah. You get a championship, and then like everybody turns. Yeah. And then you get your scenarios, and it's like, ooh, Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens are friends, and then Sami Zayn got the championship, and now Kevin Owens is super mad at I you. think so, that game would be... There's a core ring, Mm -hmm. and then you have individual tiles that you put down around the ring, and those are scenario cards. Okay. And then any scenario card can take you to the ring for a match. Ooh, okay. And so you always always have the arena, which is the ring, and once you're in the ring, you have to pull move cards. And, like, it can be special or whatever. It Mm -hmm. can be your finisher, or it can be reversal, or an interference card. Okay. And then when the match is over like you have your meters on your profile card and as that goes down then you get pinned and then you go back into scenario mode and you're going around you go room. backstage yeah you go talk to, to the, the bookers yeah we got a million dollar idea on our hands here well i wouldn't say it's a million dollars we got that's a billion dollar idea that's how much we, how much we have to raise on our kickstarter so we can pay the artists so we can cut out those cardboard pieces to make this tabletop game yeah let's do this okay steve SummerSlam, it's happening. I don't necessarily want to go into it, but there's something that everybody's talking about. The fact that Steve Amell, the actor from Arrow, has a match. you know about this? Uh, you, about this? you know about this? You, you hear about this? You hear about this? I have been hearing about this. Didn't he just recently injure himself while working out? For oh, the, the what work? a baby. No, I don't know. It's, I'm sure it's very difficult. Hey, look. Sometimes when you're working out for one wrestling match, you <laughs> hurt yourself. And you know the guys who've been hurting themselves or been working hurt for weeks upon years sometimes just have to carry your ass. Yeah, uh, it's it's Stephen Amell and Neville, so the Green Arrow and the Red Arrow. Oh boy, is that what his name is? That's what the finisher move. The uh, Red Arrow. Yeah. God, it just nothing but period blood. That's all I hear when you say red arrow. Yeah, that's what he does. He just, uh he no longer jumps and does a big court screw well, of no, it of moonsault. It sounds... He just, he, he's got a bucket and just throws period blood in their face. No, it just sounds and like. He's like, get him a mail. It sounds like you're in college and you're trying to tell somebody how impressive it is that you had sex with a girl on her period. You're like, I just imagine Neville that's wearing impressive? his case. I guess. Jeez, uh, what college you go to? Yeah. <laughs> any major american college oh man steve went everywhere look <laughs> He's guys so well traveled i like to expand my education um and that's it's those the two red, versus... i'm sorry just red arrow is a terrible name why i don't know It just it's because you think of period blood what's no. the arrow in that i don't know <laughs> you never heard about getting your red wings what? So when you have sex with a girl in her period? That's when no. you get your red wings. No, you never, never. No, a red We're... river is when there's blood on the sheets. Jesus Christ! Look, I didn't make this shit up. It just happened. No, you're putting it out there. My God! Look, I didn't say you had to get it tattooed, but I got mine tattooed. Where? Why? <laughs> look, I had to get them on my ankles because then it makes me look like quicksilver. Oh my God! Your wife needs to give you a gift of tattoo removal. <laughs> yeah, that'd be Doctor Tadoff. Ugh. <sighs> Jesus, that's terrifying. Really? Yeah, like that? There's a whole thing. Like, yeah, then you get a tattoo, and then it's, it's oh, got the names tattoo part. I made that up. What? You <laughs> made it up? <laughs> <laughs> like that? That's that's the most surprising thing to you. I'm glad that that it's transitioned to that's the most surprising thing <laughs> for you. No, I don't. I don't know about any of that. That's not. I wouldn't think that's a point of pride to do that. I don't know. I think it kind of is. Okay. But I mean, you also like chicks that are bruised. Well, that's because I like people that go hiking, and tumble. Yeah, I like it when you fall. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I also don't like turkey bacon, so maybe that sounds it all out. What the fuck does that have to do with any of this? I don't know. It just seemed like the right thing to say. Oh my god, man! You're anyway. Steve you're Amell a is going to be at some. Is he? Is he? Has it's, he been it's, confirmed? It's him and period blood versus. Thank you, King Barrett. And uh, Stardust. God, I'm really worried. There's going to be three real wrestlers in that match. Is he going to be? Is Steve Aml going to be okay? I don't know. I don't know if his parkour is going to save him. But now that he's challenging, like everybody's coming out of the woodwork and saying they want a piece of this. You know, like, it's I open don't... up the door to celebrities, and you know, I don't know if this is a good idea calls. because I feel like when people think that they have a right to step into the wrestling ring, I feel like you could get some really odd, kooky characters. You could. It might just. Turn into just weird scenarios, and then wrestling becomes just super ridiculous and silly. Look, as long as it doesn't become super ridiculous and silly, I think we can say there aren't going to be weird cameos all over the place. Excelsior! Oh, Stan Lee? <laughs> Excelsior, true believers! Hey, Stan Lee, what are you doing here? Hello, hello, Steve. Yes, nice to see you. That's very good. You've, you've still got that great firm handshake. Good to see you. Spider-Man. Spider-Man has a handshake like that. I created Spider-Man. You did? did? You know that I created Spider-Man? Yeah, I did know that. I created Spider-Man. Spider-Man's a major motion picture character. Uh, you've got sunglasses on. You look like George Romero. I thank you he was a good actor but that's not what I care for he was the Joker that's not exactly the uh, brand that uh, I care for I think for. that's Cesar Romero oh who'd you say George Romero George Romero oh, directed... a personal friend of mine yes, really yes a good man yes oh, okay. of course yeah. he's, a, he's sort of a comic book artist of the screen yeah that's true that's true created zombies yeah I created the Fantastic Four. Well, a lot now of people. Now in theaters. It's a lot Go of people who watch the Fantastic sort of, Four. Well, I heard it was, it had some trouble. Fantastic is what most people say. You really? know who's the leader of the Fantastic Four? Uh. Mr. Fantastic. I guess so. He's quite fantastic. I mean, a lot of ways you could say that the Thing is really the heartbeat of Fantastic Four. Sure is the, the Thing. I created the Thing. He's a rock-like monster that you can't quite pin down. He's a, he's the Thing. You know, I heard a lot of people over year, uh, the years have sort of said that you've taken credit for other people's creations, like Jack Kirby and... Uh, Jack- I created Jack Kirby, that's right. <laughs> uh,
1: and then I, I ended
0: him. <laughs> Got a little mouthy. Oh, wow. Got a little lippy, so I ended Jack Kirby. Jesus, saying I had no idea. Yeah, well, don't piss me off. <laughs> <laughs> I won't. I, so I understand your. eraser. I have a like, big man. eraser right here. <laughs> I understand. And some turpentine. The ghost of John Ramino. <laughs> All right, buddy, I'm not gonna mess with you. Okay, don't mess with me. Look, there's a there's a match at one of these uh, wrestling shows. Uh, SummerSlam, SummerSlam. That's right. Uh, there's uh, Stephen Amell, uh, uh, television's uh, uh, Green Arrow. Television's pussy. Uh well I mean he, it's a very popular show three seasons I believe and Deathstroke the Terminator's been on so you it's know got who my vote? could destroy him rather quickly and easily uh, Super Daredevil Man. I created Daredevil 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 that's right he doesn't even need to see to stop that big old baby Uh, the Netflix show is very disappointing and I by that I think you mean disappointing that you don't even pay that much for it it's only eight dollars a month for ne- it's amazing for Netflix I guess. what a deal. I guess. You have to go to see a, one of those uh, DC movies and spend all kinds of money. Well, they seem to come out a little bit more rarely than a Marvel movie. Because they're not that good, that's why. Go Marvel. Uh, I don't know. I feel like I've been moved more by like Man of Steel than I was by any of the Marvel movies for the last couple of years. I think it's proven that you move more by quantity than quality. Well, Marvel. I mean... Quantity over quality. I mean, when was the last time Alan Moore wrote a Marvel story? I think that's a guy who moves quality. I rubbed him out, too. He's still around. He gets mad about his movies and, oh, you turned my work into a movie. Well, I turned my work into a movie and it becomes the greatest movie of all time. What would be your favorite Marvel movie? Uh, when I fight Stephen M L in SummerSlam. Oh, wow. Do you know, do you want to know something about Stephen ML? Okay, yeah. When he was a baby, his mother didn't give him a pacifier. She gave him a big dildo. Oh, wow. That's what Stan, made him the big Stan, pussy that he is today. Stan, wow. <laughs> Such a big, floppy pussy is that you kid. You know, he's a very uh, a talented actor. He's is on he? Talent- Have you seen Arrow? Well, it's on for three seasons. They they like what he's doing somewhere. And they obviously want him on SummerSlam. I mean, yeah, hookers are cheap, too. You know that? I will. I've, I've never found He's a big old hooker. I've never found him. He's a big old dirty hooker. Well, you know what, Stan? If we could just take a step back from you assaulting him with words... Uh, what kind of match would you assault him at at SummerSlam? Well, I, I would have one of those pole matches where you put something really important on a pole. What would be something really important to both of you? Well, what would be really important to me would be uh, the, the rights to all comic books. Oh, I'm sorry, all comic books? All comic books, that's right. So we're talking DC, Image, Dark Horse, Valiant, right. Kitchen Sink. All the comic books. Um, that's all I got. Magda. Magna? Yeah, that's right, Magna. Oh, you put Manga. All, oh, you mean ma- Magna? <laughs> Magna? Carta comic books. <laughs> Those are the worst. Those they are, make all the Pearl Harbor uh, comic books, right? They're so boring. They make all the Pearl Harbor comic books. Yeah, about but attacking they're, America. They're exciting Dominance. comic books, but you get like 80 pages of, of Japanese history before you get to any of the action. That's why I'd have all the rights to them. I'd stop them. I'd rub them all out. You so you if you controlled all comic books you'd erase all the ones you didn't like. That's right. Of course I would. And the first to go would be Arrow. Do you know? Do you want to know something about the character Arrow and the way that Stephen Amell plays him? Isn't his name Green Arrow? Do you want to know something about Green Arrow? Do you oh, want to know something about yes, him? Yes, yes I do. A little secret. Yeah. He doesn't actually have a quiver where he holds the arrows. He just shoves them all in his rectum. Oh, Stan. Because that's he's a big old gay Stan, wad. Come on. He's a big old gay wad. Stan. He's a wad of gay. Stan. Now, I understand that you have a yearly event here in Los Angeles called Kamikaze. That's right, Kamikaze. Yeah. You know who's banned for life? Uh, who? Stephen Amell. Oh, come on, Stan. Because we can't have anybody sucking on wieners at the event. I so There's kids there. And he's bound to just suck on a wiener. Well, you know, people don't have to suck wieners there, but people who suck wieners, you can't say they're not welcome. We discouraged from publicly sucking wieners at the event, which Stephen Amell has been known to do, and it's how he's going to try and win his matches at SummerSlam. He's going to try and suck wieners. uh, Granted, with all the assault that people in cosplay or uh, costumers experience, I'm glad that you're not having wiener sucking there, because... You need to have some boundaries somewhere. No, people need to feel comfortable at conventions. There's children there. We don't want wiener sucking. And then the parents have to explain a lot of uh, stuff. First of all, what are those kids doing there? They can't afford half of that merchandise, all right? Why people like me want to go to these kamikaz- uh, Comic-Cons and get a nice Japanese poster of Die Hard. I don't want to have to wait in line with a bunch of little snot-nosed punks in front of me. You know what I'm saying? Would you like to go to Kamikaze on behalf of Stan Lee? Yes, I would. Well, then, true believer, you can. Just make sure that Stephen Amell drinks your cum. You know what? There's because no Because that's way. what he lives off. No. He doesn't have steak Mr. and potatoes like Mr. normal Lee. people. He drinks ejaculate. Mr. Lee, he I cannot... He drinks ejaculate. Mr. Excelsior! Mr. Lee, uh, Mr. Lee, I cannot confirm that. I can't get him to do that. I think he's talented. He does that on his own. That's what he does. He's uh, You know what? He's an ejaculate drinker. All right. Well, Stan... And he would lose to me at SummerSlam. Fight me, Stephen Amell. Fight me. Fight the greatest man in all of comic books. Oh, well, ladies and gentlemen, you heard it here first on Curtain Jerk. Stanley has been calling out Stephen Amell from television, CW's The Arrow. No holds barred, except for 69ing me. Don't 69 me, Stephen Amell! Excelsior! <sighs> man, I really think that Disney Marvel money really went to Stanley's head. You know, it's... You just create so much, and it's an older generation. They just think they can say whatever they want. Yeah. You know, uh, he's probably not ashamed by it or disappointed, but I think I am. I really feel like I missed out on a lot of these DC TV shows. I've heard good things about Arrow, and I watched maybe seven minutes of The Flash, and I thought it was awesome. You missed out. They're yeah. there. I know. I look. I know they're not being erased <laughs> from the cultural consciousness. I just. I'm working on it right now. Okay, I, Scott. He's just standing. Firming a magnet over this oh, television set. Uh, he's. I. He's Scott. He's over there holding the magnet over the television set, and it just looks like he's concentrating so hard he's going to poop himself. He might be pooping himself. I don't know. But uh, and then also Suicide Squad in some form showed yeah. up in Arrow. What? Yeah. Like. Uh, Golden Tiger and Deathstroke and some other dude. And they even cut out Harley Quinn from Arrow because she was going to be in Suicide Squad Squad, the movie. Yeah. Which looks awesome, by the way. Yeah, that movie looks dope. It looks really dope. Yeah. I'm looking forward to that a lot. And Batman's going to be in it. Yeah, Batman. I miss Batman. You miss him? I miss Batman. He's still around, too. Another movie for him. I know. I watched clips from Dark Knight Rises the other day, and I was like, man. Really miss Batman. It's great. You know what? I think what I've realized also about the Dark Knight movies with Christian Bale is it doesn't really feel so much like Batman. It feels like Christian Bale dresses up as Batman at night. It doesn't feel like Bruce Wayne. There's something about it. Yeah, I was thinking about it where I love those movies. I think they're great. Mm -hmm. But in that universe, Christian Bale is a millionaire who who lost his parents. He happened to become an actor for a couple years, but he used his money to become Batman. That's what it feels like. I just can't get past it. I think WWE should just take that storyline and make Brock Lesnar Bane. Yeah. And just break somebody. Like, yeah, he beat up John Cena really bad, but he didn't break him. Like, just break a man. Break a man and then throw him in a hole somewhere and go like, you'll never come back. I'm going to burn the WWE to the ground. But they did that with uh, Hardcore Holly. Like that was what? yeah. Like he cra- Like remember he broke his hand on SmackDown or whatever, and then he came back and it was like his triumphant return against Brock Lesnar. And like he, he broke it. his neck. I thought he broke his arm or his hand. No, we bro- uh, Bob Holly got his arm broke by Kurt Angle when Kurt uh-huh. Angle landed the moonsault on him, and then Bob Holly said afterwards, like in interviews, it's like I didn't know he never fucking landed that moonsault before. I wasn't gonna be the first guy he landed that on, but he didn't tell me that, and he landed right on his arm and broke it. No, Brock Lesnar broke Bob Holly's neck. Oh, wow. That's way more dangerous. Yeah. Yeah, it was pretty bad. And also, I guess the most disappointing part was like, how do you book Bob Holly coming back to face Brock Lesnar? I and mean, you wouldn't even see it in a pay-per-view. You did at Royal Rumble. Oh, come They built on. it up pretty big and then they went, you know what? Oh, we don't trust this match at all. And then cut the time on it. And it turned out to be really disappointing. Yeah. Yeah. Jeez. There was a really weird time when they didn't know what to do with Brock Lesnar. Yeah. Yeah, they sure didn't. I just remember that time where it's like, wow, they're pushing this guy to the moon. And I remember feeling disappointed because I knew it wasn't going to end well. I was like, you're going to kill all my heroes. That's what it felt like. It felt like Civil War in Marvel comic books. So it's like, nobody wins. You killed them all. Yeah, you're showing me this super cool guy, and then it's just no one's going to win. No one's going to win. It is time for jerk tweets where no one wins except us, but everybody wins if you tweet at us. Yeah! At curtain jerks on the Twitter. Hashtag jerk tweets. Chandler Koenig says two questions. Scott, why do you hate boxes? And two, how did the two of you come up with the name curtain jerks? Ooh, a little bit of old crossover with that one time we killed that old man, Curtin, <laughs> and went to his farm and became jerks <laughs> i thought you're gonna say javelin for some reason i don't know <laughs> javelin our way into the podcast world scott why do you hate boxes uh uh that is in regards to uh thank you uh chandler for watching scott versus box outed yeah outed first time ever on this show yeah ever wow uh, Callan brings it up on on sixteen bits podcast. Fair, amount. well, this ain't your sixteen bits <laughs> podcast. It ain't. This is your sixteen inches curtain jerks. <laughs> oh man, does that mean we're both eight, or does that mean like you're? I know I'm 12 three and you're, and you're thirteen. <laughs> oh, wide. Yeah. Um. Uh. So yeah, I've never brought it up on the show because I wanted this to just be a platform of other stuff, and that was a project to exist on its own. But Scott versus Box is something that I do that I know some of you have just found out about over time his um, dirty little secret it keeps in a box deep inside him no i don't think this is a thing that everybody would necessarily enjoy that that's what that is it's a hyper version of me uh like the the childlike version of me unboxing things i don't know why you have to explain it you're a fucking multi-faceted performer well i'm explaining it because no one knows what the fuck this is if they don't know what the fuck this is i don't fucking get it <laughs> well i'm trying to explain it it's YouTube.com slash SVB or you can go to YouTube.com slash box and it's me unboxing stuff. If you don't know what unboxing things, it's people opening products on the internet in front of the camera. But I saw it one time and am like, this is fucking weird and just saw that all this stuff happening and went, I could do that. And I created this channel and I created this stuff and I make it weird and I say goofy stuff and I open up wrestling stuff a lot of the time. And uh, it's just, it's a fun little side project for me to do. And Do you know your P.O. Scott, box address? Scott hates boxes. He do you know your them. P.O. box address for that? Uh, 9854 National Boulevard, number 350, Los Angeles, California, 90028. So if you have a YouTube channel, make a video of you putting something in a box and send it to that address and Scott will unbox it. I make videos for other people that send me stuff, and if you want shoutouts and all that stuff, I will do it on there. And if you ever have anything for the show, send it to Scott vs. Box. I Get. hope we didn't alienate our gigantic biker population of listeners who are like, Yeah, you guys are the coolest around. Vroom, 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 vroom. I think we did, and we were like, What? Ghost Protocol is the best. No way. It's number two with all the motorcycles. vroom. vroom. <laughs> Oh, man. We've been alienating them for years. For years. Oh. So, yeah, that's what that is, and that character hates boxes, and uh, maybe there'll be more. I'm I'm planning on doing more YouTube stuff in the future of other projects, and that's just one of the things that I do, and it's goofy. It's weird. And if you think that's goofy and weird, try showing it to a girl that you're dating who goes, what is this Scott versus box that you do? I'm going... Ah, we live in a world where someone will Google search your name before going on a date with them. Ah, well, that's all on her. (laughs) Yeah, it is. And then it's on me because it's just judgment staring at you. Just fucking like, what is this? Explain it well or no red wings for you, buddy. (laughs) (laughs) I love, I love the idea of holding that over someone. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh come on <laughs> come <No>. on <laughs> everybody's in the back like hey Rusev you get those Lana Red Wings yet <gasps> no not yet <laughs> come on it's what all of us Americans get <laughs> oh, I'm working on it I'm working on it uh, and uh, the curtain jerks title yeah, was just based on the idea that we really like the idea of the opening act of the sort of guys who have to go out there and work really hard to steal the show. Yeah, we're taking just wrestling terms and going like, "All right, well, let's spin it on its head a little bit." And we were coming up with just lists of stuff. And I mean, and this was the one that uh, I remember. we were sitting around and Rozecca laughed. Yeah, who's always the good gauge of like, "Oh, that's funny." Yeah, that's like if he laughs, you know, you got it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I mean, I think in a lot of ways, there's other great titles because I mean, if you're a podcast <laughs> and you want to be available to the world, yeah, then you want a world wrestling podcast (laughs) that's one way of going about it yeah that's one way to go but that's a little bombastic and the other way would be like check before you start a podcast look out there and see hey does anything else have a name like this yeah is anything else is there something in existence you just do that old google check of like hey i'm thinking about naming something this Maybe I'll just check to see if there's anything close and already established. I'd hate to, you know, ride their coattails or perhaps have some confusion in the future when meeting someone and wanting to get an interview, and they think, oh, are you those guys? Oh, no thanks. It's like, no, 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 we're something else. You know, stand yeah, out I see, on you your know, own. Just Google your own ass. <laughs> and don't steal our formula. Uh, so, yeah, send us anything. <laughs> Jerk Tweet. Sorry, you can send me some new unbox Or links to your podcast. <laughs> Um, Steve, so they got all this stuff going on with, with uh with SummerSlam in New York. It's no longer in Los Angeles in our backyard. That's baloney. It's baloney shit is what it is. What kind of celebrities are gonna be at SummerSlam now?
1: Kanye
0: uh, West uh, Steve Buscemi. Do you know who's uh, Robert De Niro. Do you know who's hosting? John Stewart. Yes. All these East Coast guys are going to be at SummerSlam, and none of the LA guys like Slash <laughs> or Ferris and Ford. Ferris and Horde. Ferris and Ford. The, the famous LARPer. Harrison <laughs> Ferris and Ford. Uh, Steve, I don't know if you're joking or not. Look, I don't know anymore. Do you know that one John Stewart is hosting okay. SummerSlam, yeah. Okay, yeah, all right. And so if going it in. doesn't end with him and Seth Rollins kissing, then I'll tell you right now, everybody, comedy is dead. Well, it's going into, uh, John Stewart's going into the WWE Hall of Fame now. For what fucking reason? Because <laughs> he kicked him in the balls one time, and he hosted SummerSlam. Hall of Fame bound! Wow, well, man. Stewart. But they also have NXT TakeOver Brooklyn, which is happening. So that's huge for them. They're, it's also in Barclays Center. It's also sold out. I don't know if they've tapered off the arena to be smaller, that it's not 20,000 seats. You Know what I mean? Like, it's not, uh, they were doing 5,000 seat arenas before, yeah. I don't know if they made it 20,000, so they're doing seats. it at Barclays. They're doing it at Barclays. And, uh... oh, ho, 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 ho. oh, yeah, they're doing NXT TakeOver at Barclays, even though SummerSlam's gonna be the next night. And so, Amore is here to tell you they are going to be performing there, everybody's gonna know, and the Brooklyn Nets are gonna be getting their red wings after I eat the kitchen. Jeanette sets for dinner. This is why I never want to talk about NXT on this show. This is why I never want to do that because Enzo Amore shows up and ruins Everything, my mood. You ever seen high tops that go up to a man's knees before? God, you're like a male peg bundy. Oh, male peg bunny. No peg. A flush. That's your dreams going down the toilet because Enzo Amore is not going to be shoving it at Brooklyn's own Barclays Center for the NXT TakeOver. Look. Yop! What? What was that? Yop! Yup? Yup? Was that a thing you do? Oh, it is now. Uh, yup! Look, I know in the past you call everybody soft and all that. I'm not hard for you. No, not like you got some sort of calcium buildup in your skull because you're hard? What? i don't know what you're talking about i can't jimmy remember. carter's got some sort of brain cancer they found small millimeter devices in his brain he's got an targeted radiation that started earlier this week so you better be careful about what you say to enzo amore because nothing is harder than jimmy carter i i cannot relate to you in any way you're talking about jimmy carter having cancer in his head in his brain. In his brain. If sorry. you had brain cancer, Scott Nava, Steve Zedas, you'd be soft, Skava. Why are you insulting me? Why am I not insulting you? That's what people do on this show now. Why does Cass never come with you on this show? Why does Big Who Cass, is Cass? Big Cass. You mean that tall blonde? Yeah. What a beautiful lady. That's a dude. What? Yeah. Oh, joke's on me. I guess I'm going to be playing golf with my dad and asking for advice. I don't know what that means. I can't relate to anything that you're saying. You really just, you, 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 you polarize me. From everything that is NXT, you make me not want to watch a show. You're doing Egyptian dance moves right now. I don't get it. My jacket's too small, and everybody says you gotta dance and go to the mall if you're ready for some wrestling. No one says these things. I don't... Yop. What is yop? What is this? What are you doing? Y A W W L <laughs> P Yop. What? You don't even have a match at NXT TakeOver. That makes me so happy that you don't have a match. Well, I'm sorry that you're happy because I'm so sad because I don't have a match. Enzo Amore is here to tell you that when sometimes you strain that pasta, it gets too cold too fast, and you put the tomato sauce on it, and suddenly you're eating witch hair. That's what comes around come October. Because when the leaves turn, everybody knows what sadness is. When Enzo Amore isn't at the Barkley Center for NXT TakeOver Brooklyn, hipster. I I understood some of that, and I'm not upset about it. I'm glad that the leaves change color and that there's guys like Samoa Joe... Jushin Thunder Liger. I'm glad that these other guys are coming in and that you're not going to be at the show. Oh, I'll be there, all right. Oh, doing what? Oh, selling (laughs) t-shirts. Of your (laughs) own? More t-shirts than you selling. Of other people. Well, that's right. I don't have a graphic designer, so I don't know how to make shirts. Well, as soon as you find one, maybe you can set up something nice on Spreadshirt or Represent.com. It's a lofty goal that I've been trying for for years, but I don't think I have a team of... This inroads. All you need is a graphic designer. Maybe you can get this skinny piece of shit over here to draw something. That's me in a mirror. <laughs> That's me in a mirror. Steve is a well-built man. You are talking about me. I honestly thought he was pointing at me, but then I realized there was a mirror over my shoulder and it was of you, Scott. That's me! <laughs> I'm Sanso Amore! And I <laughs> point at you so... and I laugh. Yo. So I look w oh I oh, gonna... oh, 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 yeah. oh, 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 oh Maybe i a oh, 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 oh. new catchphrase. Oh yop oh, yop You're a Muppet. Oh you're a Muppet. Because when I got tiger skin and I got cheetah prints in my hair, everybody gets intense for me when I'm signing autographs. So let me tell you something, baby doll. I'm going to be the one who's pulling that tiny skirt down because you're showing off way too much big fat leg. What are you talking about? I hope you never make it to the main roster. Ooh, I'll be main event in WrestleMania on the blood of your corpse. And then I'll show everybody my new Scott Nova Red Wings. Oh, God. You're disgusting. You're so disgusting. You're awful and disgusting. Cartwheel, 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 cartwheel. Oh, my God. Why doesn't he do cartwheels in his rings? He might. I don't watch him. I it, that is why I don't watch NXT. I don't think there's a wrestler you hate more. There's not. There's real uh, active? No, that's a- Active. Yeah. Who would you hate more in all time? Oh, it's tough to say because I want to pick some that's head, dead. top that, your head. Top your head. Well, it's Chuck Palumbo. <laughs> oh, but you probably had a good reason. It was just always really disappointing, but I don't want to bad mouth anybody too bad cuz I do appreciate anybody that wrestles, because I can't do it. It's not something I'm capable of doing. Didn't have Jindrak around to carry him around, huh? <laughs> no. You bastard, Scott. <laughs> but it's just, it's taste. like any of these guys might be perfectly fine human beings to talk to and everything like that. But as far as a character, Enzo Amori drives me nuts. I can't stand him. Can't
1: it's like, stand him.
0: It's like picking Nova as your favorite superhero. <laughs> the wrestler from ECW, oh, the oh. Uh, comic book character, right, 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 or Quasar. Oh God, that yeah, that would be t- terrible. Yeah, no, yeah, I, I don't get it. People love him. Fine, you can love Enzo Amore. If I'm ever, I on a love show, him. I wish I could dress like that. You can. I can. I, can, I got a job. Uh, casual Fridays. There's no such thing. It's a fucking lie. Oh my God. Yeah. Sorry to hear that, buddy. No. But look, you gotta dress like middle management if you want to make it out of the mailroom. <laughs> <laughs> You're not in the mailroom. You do pretty good for yourself. <laughs> um, I do AfterBuzz shows. I'm on Wrestling Capadre Slamcast uh, with those guys. You can check that out on YouTube.com/AfterBuzzTV, and you can search it on iTunes and it's on some podcast one. You can also hear me on SmackDown doing recaps with all that with Christian Roseburg, Corey and Rome the Ruler. Uh, Roam Moore, um, also 16 Bits Podcast with Josh Callahan and myself. Very uh, very similar in vibe to this show, so if you like what we do on this show, you'll love 16 Bits Podcast. Go give that a listen on iTunes and SoundCloud. Hi, Josh. Hello, oh, Josh. Thanks for listening. The not Mickey Gallier of this podcast. <laughs> uh, we got Dave made a maze. Uh, it's it's Bill Watterson, the director's mm. birthday uh, as of this recording. Uh, 90% edited first draft. What's his uh, Twitter handle? Bill Tweeterson? At Bill, Tweet- at Bill Tweeterson. At Bill Tweeterson. And yeah. maybe if the movie doesn't get finished, it's Tweederson. Tweeterson. Yeah. And he's on the uh, Scott and Marty nooner tuesday smodcast show yeah he's on one of the smodcast shows yeah so uh tweet bill tweeterson happy birthday at bill tweeterson yeah spells like it sounds let him know curtain jerk sent you yeah um and uh so the movie's still being in the process of course always go check out all the social media of dave made a maze it's a movie with us and john morrison and rick overton and more it's crazy so uh also Next week on the podcast, international wrestling jerk Tom Anstey from Wrestling Memes brings us an interview with TNA's Robbie E. So get excited for that. It's Robbie E, bro. Yeah. One half of the bromans, who's now the bromans are broken up. So uh, he's, he's on his own. He was in the King of the Mountain match, fighting for the King of the Mountain title. He didn't win, but we got him next week on the show. <laughs> It's going to be good stuff. I'm really excited about it. (laughs) Um, Steve, anything for you? Anything you want to put out there? No. I think my new bit at the end of the show is not having anything to plug. All right. Uh, Get those red wings, buddy. (laughs) (laughs) Just swig a beer. (laughs) Like, you goddamn red will (laughs) plug. So, for Curtain Dricks, I'm Scott Narver. I'm Steve Sears. Enjoy your wrestling, kids. You just listened to another episode. You've just listened to oh, another episode time Where you Curtain get jerks. all 10 of your fingers. Oh, they've been the uh, itching and ready to go this whole time. You're like, I, I, I'm going to wait to do this at the end of the podcast. I'm gonna I'm the, podcast. Of the episode's done, and then I'm going to use gonna these things, these things I call hands. I'm going to wait until the episode's done, and then I'm going to use these things. Not these biceps and glutes that uh, God has given me. But, but the, activate them too so you can have a full use of God. Yeah, clench them But activate them too. to soundcloud.com slash Follow us. Like the episode. Comment during. You you should have been commenting during this episode. You can go and comment during other episodes because I'm sure you have all the time code marked in your head. Don't you hear the sounds that our voices make? Don't you hear the sounds that our voices make? You can comment on the weird noises we make. You can make weird noises of your own. You can write it it down and make other people make weird noises. You can go on there, you can comment during your favorite parts of the show, you can comment during the parts of your show that you're like, oh, that was uh, quotable. And then you put it in quotes and you stick it up there. And if you're an aesthetics person, Orange Accents. Right? And if you're in a orange is the new black Eyes. Absente- yeah. That's not gonna be dated. <laughs> no way. Jason yeah, Biggs. That's not gonna be dated. WCW oh, okay. champion <laughs> <No> if they're <laughs> yeah, still around. Jason Biggs. Yeah, way. that's how it works. So that's the orange yeah, is the new black it WCW B-W-W crossover. WC-W. It, it WC-W is. is Even bigger than that is YouTube. I don't know if you guys have heard about this. It's pretty big. It's a big deal. It's a big deal. Like it's movie. a big deal. It's mm-hmm. videos and online. You can watch, you can watch Steve watch Act Like a Cat movie. on YouTube.com slash Curtain Jerks Podcast. You can see our predictions videos on there. You can see uh, our wrestler pronunciation manuals on there. Our prediction videos. Uh, did I say that twice? <laughs> <laughs> ah, shit. Uh, so it's all there, available <laughs> for meow. you. i uh, got some new videos ideas. Videos ideas. Oh, this one's being thrown away. <laughs> uh, it'll get chopped up. Or it'll stay exactly the same. It'll be the end of every episode. Uh, it'll get chopped up. Or it'll stay exactly the same. Oh, it'll be the end of every <laughs> episode until the quick. end of time. have received this transmission from the comedy podcast network for more shows visit comedy podcast chandler uh oh boy edit hold on